Alrighty. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Two Worlds Podcast. I'm Jake and with me as always is the Steve Wilkos to my Jerry Springer. It's Casey. What's up, buddy? Not much, man. I'm not gonna lie. I know who Jerry Springer is, but I don't know who Steve Wilkos is. Oh, Steve was uh, was his head bodyguard, the jacked bald guy. Oh, okay. You didn't watch very much Jerry Springer, did I you? I didn't, no. I did. I watched a lot of it, actually. <laughs> That's um, going to come in handy for our Fantastic Four later tonight. <laughs> excellent. All right, before we get into the news, we have to announce the winner of the March Madness Grand Finals. And the winner, drumroll, <laughs> was Cowls over Domino Masks. Oof, that was... Like the, the, I don't know if you saw the Twitter poll, but that one, it was three for cowls, zero for everything else. Yep. Yep. It was, it was a lot closer on Instagram, but, uh, but between the two, cowls ran away with it. Yep. I was actually, I, it's too late, but I had, I told cowls that they won. I was going to call them, Mm -hmm. but they're like, oh, I'm I'm sleeping now. It's too late, but you would have had a conversation. We had, you know, like they got the trophy. So cowls, no, they won. Right. Okay. Well, good. Well, uh, you know, we'll see what we come up with next year. Yeah. Give us some ideas. Just, you know, if you have any. Yeah. We'll try to be a little bit better and end it in March. (laughs) So real quick, we did have a YouTube comment that I want to uh, to read here from last week's episode. Uh, it's from Nick, who has uh, he he shops at Comic Headquarters. Nick's a super cool guy. He has his own podcast called The Cigar Pulpit, where he smokes and reviews cigars. So if that's something that interests you, check it out. I always love talking to Nick when he comes in. So. Uh, hopefully you all will enjoy listening to him talk about scars. Uh, but anyway, he says, you guys missed the obvious choice of the spot for helping you move. As long as you can keep him from stealing your stuff, he can make those portals and just move everything super quickly and maybe gateway from the X-Men. So he, he was way more smart about it than we were. A (laughs) hundred (laughs) percent. So thank you, Nick. Appreciate it. Um, so now we'll get into the news. Casey has a few more things in me, so I will <clears throat> let you start first. Oh, did you see the new Flash trailer, perchance? Yes. What'd you think? Um, you know, I I I hate to say it, but I I want to see the movie, man. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm still kind of like. I remember watching that trailer and be like, oh, this is fine. And then now I've kind of like, well, after I saw the trailer, it's all just kind of left my brain. So like, it, it's kind of just, I don't know. I think if I had a bigger love for Michael Keaton's Batman, I'd be more invested. But I, I just kind of like Michael Keaton's Batman okay. But like, I'm, you know, you and me both are at the age where it's like, mm, this wasn't as formative as the animated series Batman was. So, you know, it's not as big of a deal for me anyway but what about it were you hyped about uh i just i just want to see how batman and supergirl and the two flashes are gonna work out um you were like a workout montage is what you're getting at yes yes for sure 
And I mean, if I'm honest, man, no matter no matter how we feel about uh, Ezra Miller, I I just want more DC movies. So yeah. it's just one of those things where when one comes out, it's it's hard for me not to be a little bit excited. Yeah. No, it's my my it's the same problem outside of like the the personal stuff with Ezra, but it's still like Ezra's Flash just kind of sucks. Like yeah, it it kind of peaked with the Snyder Justice League, but even then, it still was not a good Flash. And we even said that then. Yep, and it's he, like he's it's, the weakest part. Yeah, it's like it's still. I still feel the same way. <laughs> so, you know, it's just like a whole movie with that. It's hard for me to get hyped about. Oh, oh and not just that. Two of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I think I think a lot of people are going for Michael Keaton. Yeah, 100%. I think that's the the big thing. I think that, like I like the, the people like the people born like two years before us and, you know, up are going to be all about this. And then speaking of trailers, we got a teaser trailer for Twisted Metal. I mean, it's a teaser trailer, so it's hard to get too excited about, but it's also like, man, I don't know. I I don't know why anyone would put Anthony Mackie as the the lead in anything, because that dude's got the charisma of Chris Evans, (laughs) which is to say it's not much. (laughs) Yeah. Um. I didn't see the teaser. I just saw the picture of Sweet Tooth. Sweet Tooth looks sweet. Yeah. Like like young Jake playing PS1 would be losing his mind seeing this trailer. Yeah. Um and who knows, maybe it'll be fun. If it's going to be like Death Race or something, then uh, which it should be, then it's probably going to be pretty fun. But... Yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be fun, but it's also just like Anthony Mackie as like your lead. You know who he's playing? I think he's supposed to be Roadkill, which it that's going to be kind of confusing because I I remember reading because like I don't know about you. I loved the Twisted Metal two, Twisted Metal one I liked a lot, but Twisted Metal two was like the one that I really really loved, and it was so hard though. So like I never beat the game when I was a kid, you know. But I read what happens to each person and like spoiler alert for twisted metal 2 guys but roadkill is actually sweet tooth and there's no way anthony mackie is sweet tooth <laughs> so i don't know how that's gonna how, how did that work he's crazy like that's i mean that's the the most basic way of doing it, it was like his he was like because his whole thing was like oh i'm i know you're playing a game like that was his you know and then like with this it ends up with him being like finding out that he's actually a clown you know the clown or whatever it was something like that and yeah but I don't know I'm just not a big Anthony Mackie fan if you haven't been able to tell so I don't think it's gonna be I have no idea don't think it's gonna be too hot like I think he works as Falcon in Captain America because it's like yeah flex that personality you don't have bud because you don't have to do much. It's just, I'm the shield. The shield's me. America. <laughs> he was mm. totally fine in the TV show. I mean, I'm sure he was fine, but I'm also sure he didn't have much personality. He had more personality in the show than he did in the movies. Okay. 
Um, well, let's do a little bit more. So Blade is going to start filming in May. So that's fun. Allow me to piggyback off of that. Yeah. Uh, so one of my bits was that Marvel hired true detect true detective creator Nick Pizzolatto to write the script for Blade. So if that's new news, maybe Nick's been working on that for a lot longer than the announcement. Yeah. <laughs> If they're going to be filming next month. And it it might just be, you know, like basically like, oh, yeah, here is the basic script. Make it good. And then he has to do that type of thing, you know? Yeah. All right. I'm going to mention a few casting stuff and I'll let you talk a little bit more. But so Andy Samberg is going to play Scarlet Spider in Into the Spider-Verse 2. I'm not a fan of that. I think Andy Samberg's got too much of a Andy Samberg sounding voice to be Scarlet Spider. I think Scarlet Spider should just be the same dude they cast as, you know, Spider-Man. Right. But... Why is that, Casey? I don't want to spoil Clone Wars for those <laughs> that haven't read it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But yeah, so I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm not a big fan, but at least Scarlet Spider's going to be in it. That's pretty cool. Agreed. Mike's, Mike's going to be so pissed, though, because there's going to be so many more Scarlet Spider cosplayers now because it's such a cool costume that people want to cosplay as it. It is a damn cool costume. <laughs> okay, then this one, I'll save this one for last because it's the weirdest one. But uh, Josh, Josh Gad is going to be in the MCU Wonder Man show. It didn't say who he was going to play, but apparently he's going to be in it. So when I first saw that, I thought it you put as Wonder Man. No, and I was we were, like, are you fucking kidding me? No, we already got the Wonder Man cast, dude. Well, yeah, but maybe it, I thought maybe it changed. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, boy, that is just terrible <laughs> casting. <laughs> no, dude, it's like it's just like when Chris Pratt was fat and he then got Star Lord. Josh Gad's gonna get huge. Maybe he's still like four foot tall. Yeah. <laughs> well, he'll he get could the, be Wolverine. Uh, there we go. <laughs> Wolverine. Yeah, I mean, because Hugh Jackman, he's got the the friggin' um, song and dance background. Josh Gad's got it. It'd be perfect. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, Palm Clementief is confirmed. She's in talks with James Gunn to join the DC universe. So that's neat, I guess. I don't know who she'd play. They didn't really say, but she's just in talks. You mean the uh, most boring character on the Guardians lineup? I mean, in all fairness, they just it was just like James Gunn going, oh, this character's weird looking. I want to add her in there. What are you going to do with her? I don't know. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> but uh, the last one, and this is the one that I'm just like, who in their right mind thought this was a bad idea but also why am i into it antonio banderas <laughs> is reportedly in talks to play galactus <laughs> i i don't really have any any words for that i mean it's it's a it's a neat neat idea it's not so like i said not something i would ever have done but boy i can't wait for the puss in boots and Galactus <laughs> cross so yeah, like the when people can take the voice from Puss in Boots and toss it in Galactus, it's gonna be so good. 
Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, okay, so Green Arrow, which came out this week, has already been extended to 12 issues. So congrats to Joshua Williamson. He will get to do a second arc on that book. Um, who knows? Maybe after 12, the numbers will continue to be high and he will get to do an ongoing. That's kind of dumb to me. Uh, not because I don't like Green Arrow, but because like the whole point of this, if I remember correctly, it's like the finding Ollie. Like that's the because like you know at the end of Dark Crisis, which you totally read and he didn't leave me in the lurch. Um, Ollie's You're missing. welcome. Yeah, Ollie's missing, and so this whole book is going to be the other Green Arrows and Dinah finding Ollie basically, and so it's like it should just be was it six issues or whatever so it should just be six issues and then they should just have an ongoing green arrow book after that like that just makes sense to me like logic who's to say that that it won't become that well i'm just saying it's like oh yeah here's our green arrow mini finding ollie or whatever the fuck you want to call it and then being like okay now here's our green arrow book you know what i mean like how they always do that type of stuff like you know flash reborn and all that other nonsense that they'll always do well i'm i'm willing to wait and see what that second arc's gonna be i don't know that this means that finding ollie is now gonna take all 12 issues yeah i hope not that would be too much that'd be too much stretching but so uh, yeah sorry go uh, ahead no you're good i'll just do my last two bits and then we can end on comic news but uh christian ritter was on inside of you with michael rosenbaum and she said and this could all just be her just, you know, sworn to secrecy if she said anything, her firstborn would be shot, you know, that type of thing. But she said she has no clue if Jessica Jones is coming back. She's like, I hope, hope she does because I love the character and everyone seems to and they tell me how much they love it. But I've not heard anything. But Marvel's really secret, so who knows? You know, that's all boiled down to. But it's like, man, it's kind of surprising. <laughs> yeah. I I'm just almost positive that she's been doing something. Yeah. I mean it's it's come up so many times. Yeah. And then the Craven the Hunter movie will be rated R and Rhino is going to be in it. And like I don't Paul Giamatti mechanical Rhino? I doubt it. I have a feeling it's going to be just a regular old Rhino that Craven kills. No, I think it's going to be just, you know, <laughs> Just guy in a suit. Well, I'll take guy in a suit over that big dumb mechanical mecha rhino. I know, I know, I've told you this about about this, Jake. But uh, for those listening, watch the type in after you're done watching this three times. Type in on YouTube, Chris Gethard show the dumpster episode, and watch the whole thing. It's wonderful. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil anything other than just. Just watch it. There's a big dumpster. They have to get like people have to call in and guess what's in it. <laughs> it's it's the best. Just watch it and then comment down below. Like the dumpster episode is great. I'm commenting on this so to help the algorithm. Thanks, Casey. Just you know, comment that whole thing. All right, there you have it. And the last bit of news, uh, we got two new DC comic series announcements. 
The first one, no surprise at all, a Power Girl series written by Leah Williams. Um, she's been writing the backups in action or Superman? Action. Action. Different artist, though. It's not Marguerite Savage on the art. It's Eduardo Pansica, who's also incredible. Um, and then we've got a Fire and Ice series written by Joanne's Starer, Starer. And art by Natasha Bustos. Um, I don't know what the Fire and Ice series is going to be about, but any any initial thoughts on those two? Uh, for me personally, I liked the Power Girl series, but you know, the, as a backup, but not as a as a book on its own. I'm not going to be able to check that out. And then the Fire and Ice one, I'm kind of interested in, but that's one I'm going to have to wait for other people to read before I check it out because it's like I like those characters, but I have a strong feeling that they're going to be taking a lot of ideas that Tom King had in uh, the Human Target book and be like, oh yeah, Guy Gardner, he's a real piece of shit. And he, you know, probably beats ice. Let's keep that going. <laughs> I have a feeling that's going to probably stay in because that's something that, you know, people want to do because it's like, why not? Because that's the popular thing right now with that, you know, with those characters. That's why that's more than likely why they're getting this book, you know? Right. What about you, man? Um, I'll more than likely check out both. Uh, I like the Power Girl backup more than you do. And then, you know, because of how much I love JLI that fire and ice are, are pretty high up on on a list for me so i hope that it's good i'm not familiar with the writer i've heard of the artist i just i i it's like you said i know it's not going to be like jli but i love them enough that i at least want to read the first issue and if it turns out to be a tim drake robin then you know i won't pick up anything else after that yeah all right man well what did you read this week I read a good bit this week, man. I've got same. I've got Doom Patrol two, uh, Green Arrow one, Dead Boy Detectives five, Thor thirty three, Daredevil ten, Vader Black White and Red one, Behold Behemoth five, Doctor Strange two, um. Action 1054, Dead Romans 2, Detective 1071. So I have Blue Beetle, Graduation Day, 6 of 6, Clobberin' Time, 2, Blue Book, number 3, Hulk, 14, What's the Furthest Place from Here, 12, the Last Ronin Lost Years, number three. Unstoppable Doom Patrol, two. The Stead Boy Detectives, number five. Doctor Strange, number two. Detective Comics, 1071. Thor, 33. Behold Behemoth, number five. De uh, Daredevil, number 10. And Action Comics, 1054. Sorry I was boring you. Dude, it's late. You gotta cut me some slack. I know. I just wanted to say that. Well, you want to get started, or do you want me to? Sure. 
Uh, I'll start with Green Arrow, number one. It's written by Joshua Williamson with the art by Sean Izaxi. I thought this book was great. Good. Like really, really good. Art is super cool. Um, yeah, it, like we just mentioned a few minutes ago, it's Roy, Connor, and Dinah trying to find Ollie. Uh, one of the best parts about this, the three of them are like in an alley trying to, they're in Gotham. They're trying to figure out, uh, you know, where Ollie's at. They're beating up on some Riddler henchmen and the new Cheshire cat shows up and Casey knows because he was reading Ramby's Catwoman. Uh, the new Cheshire cat is uh, Leon, who is Roy's daughter. And Roy calls her out and it's just like, hey, I know I've been gone a long time. If you don't want anything to do with me, that's fine. But just know if and when you're ready to talk or, you know, be a family, I'm here. And I really expected some teenage angst and her to be like, fuck you, dad. Shouldn't do that. She ran over and gave him a hug and like, no, let's be a family. And I'm like, thank God. Because <laughs> any dude ever since the rise and fall of the Justice League around uh, Cry for Justice. Mm -hmm. Was that the, the James Robinson thing? Yeah. The Green Arrow family has been an absolute shambles. Roy is just like, you fuck you, Ollie. I'm going to do heroin again. And I, you know, I'm seeing shit and my, I want my daughter back. And it's just a mess, right? Yeah. I thought this was going to happen with this again, but it didn't. We actually just got a happy little moment uh, right before it stripped away from us. <laughs> uh, because Cheshire gets uh, like teleported away and she's like, what the hell? So she's on this planet. Manhunters are like chasing her down. And then the super cool like sci-fi green arrow shows up pretty awesome looking right yeah shows up and helps her and this is the one part that i was kind of like meh about he's like you know follow me kid we'll uh we'll see well i'll show you what's going on and he brings her to this portal it's like it's a teleporter she's like great we can get out of here and then he just shoots it with an arrow and blows it up. And he's like, we can never go home. And that's how it ends. So obviously there's a reason, like he knows something. But it was just weird to be like, come on, kid, I'll show you the, you know, I'll show you what's going on. And then he's like, you're never leaving. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever. Williamson is a very good writer. I know he's got something planned for this. The rest of the book was excellent. I liked it a whole bunch. It was just so refreshing to have a Green Arrow book that didn't suck. And it's been a long time since I've been able to say that, despite what other people think about the new 52. Um, so I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. We'll absolutely be picking up the next issue. 
Okay, so two things. First off, did you tell Scott about it? You, you know, because I mean, he's like the biggest Green Arrow fan either of us knows. I did, and hang on, I got it right here. All right, David Nakayama, or DNA as he goes by, did a B cover. So I'm I'm gonna gift it to Scott as a little surprise. But look at this thing. Okay, that's rad as hell, right? So, uh. But yeah, I, I just know Scott's gonna love this. This this is everything he's been waiting for yeah. for years. <laughs> and then I also just want to say, I always think it's funny when like, like, ah, oh, this is the space version of Green Arrow. It's like still got an arrow, bow and arrow. Yep. It's like, oh, I mean, you you got all of this technology. Like, ah, fuck it, I need a bow and arrow. <laughs> yeah, but at least the bow. Is a little futuristic, and by that I mean the string is like made of some sort of energy. But it, <laughs> it's made it of looks space cool. string. <laughs> yep, it's space string. <laughs> uh, I mean, like it's a cool design. Like I'm not gonna like shit out like that, but it's just it's just silly to me. <laughs> and also, I, w- I was a little surprised because the last Green Arrow issue or the series haven't done so well. I sold out of this this week at the shop so i mean i think it helps putting williamson on it and then also like having the whole team there and you know yeah having a purpose with this book <laughs> yeah for sure you know so i think that all that okay so next up it's blue beetle graduation day josh trujillo is writing it and andrea gutierrez do, is doing the art the art's pretty hit in spots like there's times where it looks really cool, but then there's other times where like they do too much with the facial features, like with Batman and stuff. Or I'll try to find it. Um, Batman like is in the background, and he like like right here. That just looks silly. <laughs> that looks, looks silly awful. to me. Yeah, and then like in the background, right there. Yeah. So it's just it's they're doing too much, but. There's other times where it looks good, but yeah, that's just kind of the end of the thing. They, they turns out that the people that have been talking, the reach or whatever they call, I don't remember what they call themselves, but they were actually wanting to be saved, to be rescued, you know? And so uh, Jaime and the Justice League that's with them is there. There's a nice Superman moment and stuff and they, you know, they save them and it's all good uh black condor also i don't think i've mentioned but he was on the justice league in this book which i'm like i hope he sh- is a full-time member like when the justice league finally comes back it's like yeah black condor is here like why because uh, fuck martian manhunter <laughs> yeah so i'd be all about that but yeah no this this book is just not my uh cup of tea like i, I said forgot, the- i forgot to write this in the notes dude but this last week, they announced an ongoing with that creative team. Yeah, well, they're doing, like it says at the end, to be continued in Blue Beetle Scarabore, number one, out in September. And I'm like, boy, I'm not invested in this. I'm not going to pick that up at all. <laughs> yeah, we know why they're doing it, though. We got a movie coming out. Which, it, at least they're finally doing that smart. Like, most times they'll be like, oh, yeah, that movie's coming out. Well, guess what? Batman's dead. He's not going to be in that. Like, it's like, what? Why did you kill Batman off right before Dark Knight Rises comes out? S- reasons. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. So I, yeah. But I'm... here's the thing, though. I hope that 
whoever the audience is for this comic, I hope that they're reading it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean, it, it's got a lot of stuff that's like enjoyable to it. It's just like not my cup of tea. At least this time they didn't switch it randomly to Spanish. Like, I, you know, I didn't hit the random Spanish subtitles while I was reading it. So this yeah. is one of the stronger issues. I just was like left still going like, uh, still not super into it. I'm going to give it a six out of 10. I think, I think that it'll, it will find an audience and hopefully you'll sell out at your store every week. Now that one less person is going to be getting it. <laughs> what would you rate the series as a whole? If you gave that issue a six. I mean, I remember what I said about the others. I'm probably going to be like a 5.5 or a six. Like it's, like I said, it's fine. The art's kind of hit and miss. Like sometimes I'm like, yeah, this is really nice. And then other times I'm like, what are you doing? And then the story right. itself is kind of like mediocre. I got you. All right. Darth Vader, black, white, and red. The list of creative people includes Jason Aaron, Leonard Kirk, Romulo Fayardo Jr., Peach Momoko, Torin Gronbeck, and Klaus Janssen. Uh, it's fine, dude. It's fine. I I think I'm just a bit anthology book out at this point. Yeah. Um, the art is pretty killer in all of it. Peach, ha her story is just some weird trippy dream sequence but it looks amazing um yeah i don't know i mean it's cool it's just vader short stories but it's one of those things where uh i'm reading so much that the, this just doesn't make the cut for me so yeah. um i'm gonna give it a 6.5 out of 10 it's not for me this also sold out this week the star wars people are super excited and I'm happy for them. And I hope that all of them think that it's a 10 out of 10. Preston, let us know down below. Is it a 10 out of 10? Yes, please, Preston. Let me know what you think, because I know you were super excited. Okay, so Clobberin' Time, number two, by Steve Scrotes and Brian Valenza on the art. So when this came out last month, we, I didn't get to talk about it because it was our C2E2 one. But this was a very disappointing book for me. And it lived up to that this week. Because it's Wolverine and Thing doing stuff, but it's just like... The, Dude, the, cov the cover grossed me out, by the way. Yeah, fair enough. Like, I, I, I couldn't... For, I had to stop looking at it. For that those that are listening, yeah. Uh, but, so, Thing's on Krakoa, and he's doing a speech, and then some people show up to attack Krakoa. Wolverine and him are killing, are destroying the robots. And then the guys back at the, like the main guy with all the powers back at the bar and they go there and they start fighting. And here, here I'll show you, Jake, the, uh, he actually, that happens in the book. Ugh. And then Wolverine, like, cause he's the dude's like it, the dude that's doing it's an idiot. And he's like, apologies for stepping on your classic line. By the way, what was it again? Here comes the Powie. And then Wolverine goes, nah, you're thinking of it's clobbering time. And he's like, here's my version. He just starts stabbing him all in the gut. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. 
and then yeah the dude gets amped up and just like melts all of wolverine's uh skin off the, like the bottom half of them okay nice yeah and so that they fight for a bit the dude escapes and then the next issue the thing's gonna have to team up with dr strange but yeah so it's fine it's just like it's not near as much fun as i was hoping like i was kind of i was more expecting what i got this time than what the first time you know and i was like boy this is not near as good as i was wanting so i'm probably at a seven it's just like uh you know so a seven and the fact that it's a thing book tells me you're gonna keep going with it i mean yeah i think i i read 50 issues of immortal hulk and i (laughs) and you know that wasn't enjoyable for me so (laughs) you know all right dead romans number two it's written by fred kennedy with art by nick marinkovic um like i said with the first one the art's cool it's just like the romans versus the random clans uh of that area i'm blanking on on who they are but there's uh, some political intrigue, uh, some action. It's fun. I don't think I don't know of anyone else that's reading it, so I'm not going to go into any more than that. But I like it well enough. Seven out of ten. Nice. Okay, so next up, it's Blue Book by James Tynan and Michael Avon Oming on the art. And you know how I, I liked the last issue, Jake. And, yeah. And you know, I was like, oh, this is getting good. And then now I'm like, this book's five bucks. And I was just, I couldn't even get through it. I did not, like, I'm going to give this an incomplete, but I just, it was like, whatever the opposite of captivating is. (laughs) Boring? Like, not even boring. It just was like, as I'm reading it, I'm just like, I'll try later. And I'm like, no i can't <laughs> so i'm gonna i'm gonna have to drop that book and like i said i'm giving it an incomplete I oh, can know. i see the cover it's a solid cover i think but it's just the story itself it's just not doing it and for five bucks it needs to be a, a good story and it's just not i mean like I, as i was reading this I was like i'd have more fun with this book if I was just listening to what happened to these people on a podcast and then I'm going to find, I'm just going to find a podcast and get the story that way. Cause it'll be more entertaining. Look, I, I tried to tell you, man, I tried to tell you. I know. I like that type of shit though, bud. You, you're, you're not the type that's like, ah, oh, I'm going to listen to a two hour podcast on aliens. But what I'm getting at is. I felt that way about it, and now you're saying this about it. That that says how yeah. not good it is. Yeah. But hey, if you're listening, if you're listening, and you're like, I love the, I love this book, then let us know. Let, let us know what I'm missing out on. And if you hate it, you're like, yeah, you're right. Or if you just have five dollars that you want to give me to make up for it, do that too. <laughs> Did you read? Did you read Doom Patrol? I, I did. Okay, then I think I just have our eight mutuals. 
Eight? Uh, sounds like a lot. Probably is, though, because we have a lot. One, two, three, five, six, seven. Yep. Okay. So then I got three more to talk about really quick. Uh, first up, Hulk number 14. And this is by Ryan Otley. I think he does. Yeah, he does the art for both. This is a lot of fun. This is like the best Otley led issue so far which is like, it seems like he's finally kind of catching his stride at the very last issue. But yeah, so they, they stopped the big, you know, monster, the all that. And Titan it, or whatever. Yeah, they, they figure out how to, they beat that. And Bruce gets a nice little note. Doctor Strange helps. It's a good time. Um, really, really excited for Philip Kenny Johnson to take over though. I'm like super pumped for that. Yeah, I this is like I said, a solid end to like a very mediocre, like like a very like a fucking hilly ass run because it was like it had some nice peaks, a lot of fucking lows too. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna probably give this. I'll give this issue a seven point five, and then like this batch of the hulk probably like a six not great yeah i mean at least it only lasted 14 it wasn't 50 true uh what's the furthest place from here number 12 and this is by um tyler boss and matthew rosenberg and we get to see the old folks home again which was pretty funny and yeah, I like this book a lot. It's like I said, it's silly. And like one of the people that's there, like one of the old ladies that the fake old, the kid old lady keeps telling her, like, you should not be here. Like the, the main character that's there. And the, the girl doesn't pick up on it. And then she ends up, you know, the, the girl that it gets gruesomely killed. And I was surprised by that. Like it, it was a very good like this is just a very good book like it's hard for me to explain what's going on because it's such a out there book but i would highly recommend this if you like if you listen to vinyl and you wear like you know um plaid shirts and you have glasses you'd probably like this if you're a hipster is what i'm trying to get at you'd probably like this book um yeah, I'm going to probably give this a 8.5 on the cusp of 9. It's very good. Last Ronin Lost Years. And this is by friend of the podcast, Kevin Eastman. I'm going to try to get the whole whole group. Uh, it's Kevin Eastman and Tom Waltz with SL Gallant on the art. And yeah, I I love this book. Um, I love the new turtles so much, like so fucking much. They are just the, the, like if any, if Kevin Eastman does anything to them, I will not let him come on the podcast ever again. Cause they I, are I will. Just the best. <laughs> Cause like one of them, uh, E cuts herself on accident trying to, cause she was like, Oh, I wanted to do this stuff in the shop while you guys weren't in there. And I, and she's like, I cutted myself 
They're like, oh man, little girl, how do you ma- manage that? It's like I was I was trying to slice some wires in Grammy's garage, but I slipped and in and out. Am I gonna die? <laughs> <laughs> and so then April just you know bandages her up and helps her out and like, yeah, they're they all have like these much different personalities than you know the old the old turtles and stuff, but they're still like so friggin' cute and likable. And this Mikey's blind when he's doing his like talk back thing and he's learning how to work blind and then the bad guys attack though they do some shit that pisses me off and then he gets his eyesight back at the end and he's seeing something he doesn't want to see and it's very good this is a very 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 good book i'm gonna give it a 10 out of 10 it's my pick of the week i liked it a lot very nice Now I'm I'm ready for Muchi, Muchi, Muchi time. I'll let you decide the order because I did last time. Um, let's go Behemoth, Doom Patrol, Detective, Daredevil. Thor, Sandman, Action, Strange. Okie dokie. All right. So, Behold Behemoth, number five, final issue by Tate Bromble and Nick Robles. I didn't know this was the final issue. At least of this arc, I think. Because it says end of book one. Oh, okay. Um, wasn't into it, man. Really? I was. Yeah. At the end of it, like, if this weren't the last issue, it was going to be Jake's last issue. What about it didn't you like? Uh, you know, I'm just reading it, and... I just, I don't really, I don't like the pacing of it i think the pacing is just weird between the stuff with the behemoth and then what's his name is just like injured the whole series and then the other gal steals the girl and like the the power levels aren't really explained i don't know i don't know I, it's, it's just not for me yeah I, I get what you're saying i don't because i'm not a big fan of the jumpy the jumping around between the two and it's just kind of like almost seems like they're making up stuff as they go along but where i was talking about like blue book wasn't captivating i was very captivated with this so like even though there's crap about it that i don't like i'm still like i want more answers i want to know more and i'm still pretty invested i still like this issue a good bit and I do want to see since like I, I hope it's just like the first arc because I do want to see more and I love the art in it too. But yeah, that's that's the big big thing for me. I'm giving it a four. Wow, we are a lot different. I'm probably gonna go seven and a half. Hey, well, it can't all be bangers. Yeah. Can sometimes just be mash, but uh 
Next up is Unstoppable Doom Patrol. And this is by Dennis Culver and Chris Burnham on the art. What what do you think of this, man? This book is very fucking weird. It's a little, it's a bit fun though. Yeah. I <laughs> I'm very invested in velvet <laughs> which is the name of the little worm yeah uh i'm just i'm curious what old peacemaker has in store for that cute little little worm yeah that end had me laughing so hard because that's not what i expected yeah yeah for sure yeah, you mean like the fastball special part? Yeah. So funny. But no, this is like this book and la- the last issue both uh, I did feel a little bit like they were trying hard to be as weird as the show. Mm-hmm. And it kind of it's kind of hit and miss for me with this. But at least this one was funnier than the last issue. So I think that helped it. Um, yeah, I just, I need them, because it's only six issues. I need them to explain the whole Jane Chief thing, like, soon. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how much of Jane being boss came from uh, Gerard Butler's. Or Gerard, I, Gerard, uh, Gerard Way. I heard none of it. Oh, okay. I heard that this is just starting with this series. I gotcha. So that's a bit annoying then. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean I like I like it, but I'm not loving it. I'm probably at a five and a half. I didn't like it as much as you, so I guess I have to go five. Well, I mean it's your it's your rating system though, man. It's... You know, we don't have like a specific two worlds rating system. Yeah, but still. Um, I mean, it's not that far off from what I was going to say anyway. And also a lot of it is. Yeah, it might fit this book, but I still don't really like Chris Burnham's art. So, yeah, it's so weird because it's like. Chris Burnham on Batman and Robin was just like top tier shit. And like everything else I've seen him in, I'm like, like it's either not good or it's uh, fine. Like this is fine. I I like this. I I think it's fine too, Um, but I don't love it. Yeah, but like his X Men, that was some rough stuff. Yeah, agreed. All right, moving right along, we got Detective Ten Seventy One. It's written by Ram V with art by Stefano Raphael, Ivan Reese, and Eduardo Pensica. So where are you at on this one, dude? I really wasn't into it too much. I'm kind of getting tired of this this run or this this arc, I guess. What what about you? Same. Because I there's so many new characters and so much background stuff. I can't keep them straight. Yeah. So I think that this arc would be really cool in a trade paperback. Yeah. Uh, But dude, month to month, 
I just don't I don't remember what happened the last issue. Right. And then so. it doesn't it doesn't help that like every single of the all these new characters are like, oh yeah, they have a mustache and goatee and long black hair. Right. It's like there is nothing that like really differentiates any of them from each other except for like the lady. And it's like, oh, she's a lady. That that helps, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But See, Ram B is a good writer, and the way he writes these issues, it, it all feels important. Yeah. But I'm not remembering it. Yeah, and, no, I agree. And I don't I don't have that issue with other books, so I don't want to say that it's me. Maybe it is, but it's to the point where I'm just like, I don't I don't know why I'm getting this because I don't remember it, and therefore I'm not enjoying it that much anymore. Yeah. No, I, I'm right there with you. It's one of those ones where it's like, it's getting to the point where I'll probably drop it and go to the next one. But it's like, I like Ram V. So I like, you know, getting a book that he's doing, but I don't know. It's just, yeah. uh, just not doing it. Oh, did we rate that one? No. Oh, what would you rate it? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be generous and say six. I was thinking five, so let's leave it at that. Uh, then Daredevil number 10 by Chip Zdarsky and Marco Cicchetto on the art. Art in this is good. And yeah, I like this a, little, a nice bit. What did you think, man? I like it too, but I, I had, I've been waiting to ask your opinion. Do you think that Daredevil takes Spider-Man in that situation? Like, do you think it was done well enough or do you think Spider-Man wins that? I think it was done... Uh, this was It was written in a very smart way because it was like... First off, Daredevil's got the enhanced everything right now. And yeah. then he's also, you know, basically should have lost. And the only reason why he didn't is because Spider-Man's his friend. You know what I mean? So like yeah. Yeah, I think it think it worked a hundred percent that way, um, but I do think the Avengers are kind of douchey. I, yeah, I mean it's like there's been enough times, and this is comic book logic, so it's hard to be like too mad about it. But there's been so many times where like, and maybe since it's Daredevil, like maybe if it would have been like because Daredevil did go crazy, I don't know how long it would have been in comic book time but you know it would have been i think three writers ago he went crazy and took over a a, a building in new york and beat up iron fist you know because he had like the hands power and stuff so maybe they're maybe that's why they're not too trusting of him but you'd still think with everything that the, you know the, the heroes have been through they could be like let's let's talk to him first Here, here's why that's extra annoying for me as like a somewhat new newish reader here they all like this avengers team just went through devil's reign with him so why isn't cap giving matt the benefit of the doubt that really yeah. bugs me no you're i agree 100 percent, and yeah it's just the only like the only one way that they they could try to work it in differently, but like if I like if Iron Man was being a douche to Electra because the you know, Electra 
par for the course. Because <laughs> Electra, you know, went after him this last time, and then that started up a fight. But it was just kind of like, no, no, we're here for a fight. And then it could also somewhat be because they had the fucking um, gas going that makes people more aggressive. So that could have played into it. But it's also like shouldn't play into it with Black Panther and Iron Man. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's just like, uh, just it seemed out of, a little bit out of character for me, but I still like I like the issue and Chichetto's art is, and very totally totally agree totally agree. I mean, I my my cap complaint doesn't outweigh the goodness in this issue. Yeah, because man, you get plenty of cool action too, and really. For me, the the highlight of the book is is the interaction between Daredevil and Spider Man. So yeah, I do think it's funny though, where it's like, because in so many in like Captain America's book, Cap would be like, "Oh yeah, we need to do something about the prison industrial complex," and this Daredevil is, and he's like, "No, no, we have to vote on it." You know, the thing we've done for years. Yeah, that'll fix it. I mean, Daredevil does call him out on that, though. Yeah, I know. It's it's great. It's it's also like I could see that this dialogue actually happening, so it it works. It's just funny because it's just like, buddy, come on. I mean, he 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 was helping for a little bit, but then he kind of went on over. He got in over his head. But yeah. But I'm at a eight five. I'd say. I'll go eight. All right, Thor 33 by Torin Gronbeck and Juan Gedeon. I, I like Gedeon's art more in this issue than I did the last one. I think he's kind of got a Chris Samney thing going on in mm-hmm. this book, and and I dig it. I'm I'm loving where this is going. Um, it's doom is just so crazy in this. Yeah, and it. I think it's fun to watch Thor just try to figure out what to do with that. Um, I also really like how Hella's written in this too. I think Gronbeck does a really good job with Hella. You can tell that she just loves all these Asgardian characters so much. Uh, and again, she keeps adding to like the Asgardian mythology stuff. Um, you know, Surtur bringing his flame to to craft this stuff way back when I think is pretty cool. We just have to see where where all this is going, and apparently, it's going to some crazy three way fight between Thor, Thanos, and Doom, which is going to be fucking awesome. So yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah, no, I think it's fun. Uh, I knew I wouldn't like it as much as you, but <laughs> yeah, but no, I think it's perfectly good. Like this is probably my favorite uh, grown back Thor book so far that I've read because I've been kind of cool on them so far. But I like the art a lot, and this one was pretty. Like I said, pretty cool. Like the next one's gonna be even better. Yeah, I'm gonna give it an eight five. I'll say seven. 
Now, next up, it's Dead Boy Detectives, issue five by Pornsick Pichet Shote. I had to pull up the notes for that one. <laughs> but I still really like this book. The characters are really cool. And it's also just drawn so disgustingly. What do you think? Uh yeah, I I love it. <laughs> the gross parts that you're talking about, I mean, was like extra fucking gross this time. Yeah. Um, but I absolutely love it. I I don't want this to end. I'm gonna be really sad when it does end. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm. It's just this is a fun ride. Like if you're listening to us you'd probably like this book it's just you know porn sec is very good too like just as a writer from you know good asian to this it's just this is good it's fun yep so i'm gonna give it a nine yeah i'm gonna say eight half okay then we've got action comics 1054 uh, it's written by Philip Kennedy Johnson with art by Rafa Sandoval. No, that's not correct. The cover's wrong. Because inside yeah. it says the artist is Max Rayner. Mm -hmm. Huh. But uh, I think Sandoval did the uh, variant cover, so that's why it says that. Yeah, but it shouldn't. Yeah, I know. Huh. Anyway, uh, yeah, to no surprise, I thought this book was awesome. Yep. No, I loved it, too. The one thing I don't like is that, like, Superman now has, like, these new powers. That's just kind of annoying. He, he wasn't strong enough before, dude. Yeah. Come on. But I kind of wish we, I not kind of, I do wish we could have talked about this book last month when it came out. Because, like, I would have called, you know, Cyborg Superman. I'll spoil it. I would have called that because I was like, that's who I was thinking, you know, has to be since it's not Wex. I didn't know. I had no guess. So I was yeah. pleasantly surprised. Um, but it's cool. And also, Johnson, you beautiful bastard. The way that Superman goes to Metallo, kicks the shit out of him, and then offers a hand and says, hey, Let's go save your sister, big guy. It's like, mm, yeah, it's so good. It's like, do you and like? I just love how he's like, do you really think so little of me? Like, I'm not gonna save your sister. Like, come on, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. I just love it so much. Um, art's really good too. Yep. And did you read the backups? Yep. Okay. So we got the backup by Dan Jurgens. He actually did the pencils this time. It is a shame not to get Lee Weeks, but uh, you know, Dan is a more than fine artist in my opinion. So I I I like when he does the pencils, but I will say you can always tell when Dan does the pencils because if he's got a dark-haired guy that's younger, they're all going to look the same. Like Dick Grayson. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, and also 
this isn't a knock on Dan. It's I think it's hard for anybody to follow up Lee Weeks personally. Um, but I like the story on this a lot. I I love how John feels about Clark. You know, it's just yeah. he's so matter of fact on how great his dad is, and it's just nice to see. And then also we got that little twist at the end that I personally was not expecting. Well, after she was talking, I like told her story. I was like, this might be what happens, but I wasn't sure. I was like, either that or they're going to try to help. And then it turns out like, you know, because revolutions happen for a reason. Usually it's not just people are like, ah, we're hungry and our great king and queen weren't feeding us enough. yeah um all right and then the last backup is all about steel and it must be on the final page here it is it's written by dorado quick with art by yasmin flores montanez I couldn't really get into this one, if I'm honest. Oh, really? I liked it okay. I thought it was perfectly fine. It was just like us. Basically, I think it's mostly just to get you prepped for the Seal comic that's coming out. Because it's like, here's his whole story. Right. But I thought it was kind of weird that it wasn't written by Michael Dorn. Same. I thought that was odd, too. But yeah, I mean, it's like, it's perfectly fine. It's just telling you everything about Steel. And then it's just saying, well, you know, probably you probably read some more of it later <laughs> yep um but, but it was like i do agree it was a weaker weaker backup yeah like a power girl had been in this it would probably be a perfect issue for me yeah um but that being said still liked a lot i'm still gonna give it a nine and this one is my pick of the week I'm going nine also. The main story is so solid, and then the other two stories are fine, but they do kind of take away from that that main score. But the main story is so dang good. Man, Hallie is lighting me up, and she is having the most rancid farts, and <laughs> I it is terrible. Did you give her uh, a burger? No, I just I got home, and she's on the bed, and she's just all of a sudden just started farting. But uh, next up, it's Doctor Strange, issue two by Jed McKay and Pascal Ferry on the art. We get some Moon Knight action. You pretty excited about that? I was. I, I, I like the interactions between the three of them. I think it's great. Yeah. Did but, you like it? Because you're not I did. a Moon Knight fan. Yeah, I'm not really a Moon Knight guy, but this was this was a fine book. What do you think of it? I like the story a lot. But man, I'm going to say it again. I'm not feeling the art. I'm just not. I think the art works well with this. I wouldn't want like, I don't know, a daredevil with this art. But I think it works well with Doctor Strange. Yeah, fair enough. But I I don't know. Some of the stuff with the story kind of I thought was okay. But it wasn't as good as the last issue. And it wasn't as good as anything that happened in Strange. Yeah, for sure. Like, this was a week. Like, for Jed McKay's stuff he's done with Strange, this was the weakest issue yet as a whole. But, yeah, I mean, it's still fine. Yeah, absolutely. 
I like the uh, the scene where they're talking to Nightmare, and like everybody there is just like ran through his spears and stuff. Looks really cool. Yeah. Um. Plus, I like I just like the the Moon Knight Clea friendship. You know, Moon Knight's yeah. like this is a bit out of my wheelhouse. Let me call my friend Clea, who I know can handle this. Yeah. Um. So yeah, more good than bad. I'm just not hot on the art. I'm gonna give it an eight, but know that like I still really like this book and am and am excited for the next issue. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go eight. Also, I think it's good and it's solid. It's just like, eh, could be better. And it you know it has in the past. But what yeah. are you excited about in the coming day? Um, I know you're gonna say it too, man. But finally, Shazam. Yeah. Um, because there's not a lot for me no. this week. I'm also gonna say Moon Knight, and then probably the next Demon Wars, which is the Peach Momoko Marvel Universe stuff. Right on. I'm gonna you? go. I'm gonna go Flash. Joker, the man who stopped laughing, and then Shazam also. Because that's like, I only have two other books I'm getting this week. Yeah. But, okay, so Jerry Springer passed away, and I was just thinking in my head, what would be some fun things, like fun characters to put on the Jerry Springer show? So I I didn't do four characters. I did four groups of characters. That's, because... that's what I that's what I meant. Yeah. Okay. So I did two Marvel, one DC, and one other. And I've got Bruce, Catwoman, and Talia. I feel like even even if it were just Bruce and like women, yeah, <laughs> that, that he would be on that show. Um. I've also got Spider-Man, Mary Jane, and Black Cat because that is definitely a more recent, uh, more recently talked about triangle. Um, and then one that I don't know much about, but I know fans are very passionate about, would be Sue Reed and Namor. I think that's one that you read, right? I mean, that's that's just kind of pretty common in the in the comic book. Yeah, but verse. I haven't really read Fantastic Four that yeah. much. Um. And then finally, I, I had to put Archie, Betty, and Veronica. I feel like that's a that's a no brainer. Yeah, no, I agree. So for me, I went with. So I thought the Summers family could be fun. You have Corsair, and then like Havoc and Cyclops will be there. But then Vulcan will be there too. And then yeah. Adam X is he their relation? We don't know. We're gonna find out on Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> and then. This one is kind of fun. It's more of a Hercules reference. If you read Greg Pak and Fred Van Lint's Hercules, him and Namora had a thing in that. And then they broke up because Namora got to like, <clears throat> Namora got this thing to see her truest desire. And she was shacking up with her cousin, Namor. <laughs> That's so, kind of weird. Yeah. So, you know, be a Hercules, Namora, Namor. We're going to get to the bottom of Namora wanting to, boner cousin <laughs> it's to keep the bloodline pure you know that was like the whole thing because it's like a royal bloodline thing man that is way better than any of the ones i gave that would be the most entertaining <laughs> episode 
And then uh, Hal Jordan and all of his lovers. So like, you know, he'd get, he'd have uh, old, uh, what's her name? Uh, Carol. And then he'd have uh, what the, the blonde lady that, that was like in the Jeff Johns run that was there briefly. And then uh, Grant brought her back. And then also the, the little kid Green Lantern that was like, hey, don't worry, I can age myself up. So it's not near as creepy. And Hal's like, this is still weird. I'm still going to bone you, though. <laughs> really? Who yes. wrote that? I don't know. I, we can find out later. But I'm not. I'm. That's 100% a real thing. So, you know, you have all of them there and be like, she's only, you know, 13. And, you know, how big fight breaks out. It'd be hilarious. Okay, just kidding. That one's the most entertaining. <laughs> also, and, did he did he bang Star Sapphire? Star Sapphire uh, is also Carol. Okay. I so, don't read Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's it's the, the two of the two of the same. But uh and then lastly, oh speaking of Sarah Sapphire, there was this funny thing I responded to on Twitter. This one guy uh that I follow, he always gets like cheap comics, you know, he'll be like two dollar pickup and it's a uh, Sarah Sapphire and like Superman's having to kiss her boot. And I just responded with the gift of the dean, going like, I hope this doesn't awaken anything <laughs> in me. <laughs> Amazing. I love that. But uh, and then lastly, Hulk and She-Hulk from Old Man Logan. Because if you haven't read Old Man Logan, Hulk banged She-Hulk a bunch, and they have a bunch of inbred kids together. <laughs> and like it's it's not clear if it was banged or raped, but either way, that's on Jerry. Yeah, for sure. All right, that was a fun one. Uh I know, I know Casey will say so at the end, but let us know which ones you think would make a fun episode of Jerry Springer. And, uh, you know, RIP Jerry, really sad situation. I think we can all, uh, all come together and say, fuck cancer. So, but anyway, that is the end of the episode. So, closing plugs. Uh, please go to facebook.com slash two worlds podcast and give the page a like. You can also follow us on Twitter at two underscore worlds underscore PC and on Instagram at two worlds pod. You can email us at two worlds podcast at gmail.com. And please go to our YouTube channel or two worlds podcast on YouTube and subscribe to the channel. And tell your friends, say, Hey, listen to this podcast and then when they say i don't listen to a podcast and you say well i guess we're not friends anymore and also for those for those i want to know that to google the character the character's name was arisia she was green lantern of space sector 2815 and she started off as a kid and then she really wanted to bang hal so then she let herself she made herself age up and then she banged hal jordan I still haven't found out who made her. I know her who created yet. her, but it's just did did they do that sort of thing? Yeah. So that's some stuff that you guys can look at at your own time, I guess, and maybe get put onto a watch list. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we'd love to stay in chat, but uh Casey has to protect me from crazy trailer trash people. (laughs) So we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.